How have you been? Um, I've been good. It's uh, 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 this is our last weekend of like summer weather. It's going to be in like the 80s all day today and tomorrow. So I'm really excited <clears> to <throat> record this and then go paddle boarding. And then ah. I'm going to go to the river tomorrow. And nice. it's like the last moment of like, you know, hot sunshine that can be in water. So it's nice to get these like bonus weekends. Totally. I was ready for like cold weather like two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I thought <laughs> I it was my sweaters. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was ready after Birdie Man. I was like, oh, bring on my sweaters. I'm done with this. And then it took like a week of wearing pants to be like, I hate this. Actually, I miss my shorts. Uh, I miss my tank tops. So I'm glad to get like one more weekend. Yeah. You got it. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. How are um, you? I'm good. I just got back yesterday from Boise, like the Boise Caldwell area. Mm-hmm. Um, I went there for BCAF, which is the Boise Comic Arts Festival. And it's a show that they do every summer in Boise. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, just, you know, celebrating art and comics and stuff like that. But for some reason this year, they had it at the zoo, at like the Boise Zoo. Okay. And was, I know it was actually kind of fun, though. Like all the tables, all the artists were spread out over the entire zoo. So that was kind of great because it meant that like, people can't I mean people are going to walk through the whole zoo anyway if they go mm-hmm. there on the weekend right and it was a free weekend at the zoo because mm-hmm. the convention was free so like anybody could go to the zoo they could get in for free they could take their kids so it was like a very good show for sort of like young readers and stuff mm-hmm. you know like young books and whatnot um <clears throat> but it was good and it was like a one-day show but they had panels and stuff like the day before and the day after um so I did that show with a good friend of mine, Josh Trujillo, and he had his stuff there too. He's currently writing the Blue Beetle comic for oh, DC. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he's introducing like all these cool new Beatles and stuff. It's really, cool. going to be really, I'm like, Pow, go Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a yellow beetle and I don't know. Anyway. Cool. <clears throat> um, But yeah, it was, it was fun to do that show. It's always kind of weird because that's, you know, that's where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, The downtown Boise area has grown so much. It's not the same place mm-hmm. that I, you know, grew up like, well, not that I grew up downtown. But like, I go back and if someone would be like, oh, Terry, you grew up in Boise, show me around. I'd be like, I don't know. I can't. Well, I can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so it was good. I feel like I made like made some new friends. I met like some really cool artists. One of them, he's like from Portland. So, mm. and we like, didn't even know each other. So like, that's mm. kind of cool. Yeah. But it's always good to like do a show and do like make connections and whatnot. The, the other thing that happened was, so whenever I do this show, I... I go and I stay in downtown Boise for a few days, do the show. And then I go out to Caldwell, which is like 40 minutes away. And I stay with my parents and visit for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was visiting my parents, <clears throat> I mean, this had been planned. It's not like this happened. Like they, they didn't ask me when I was there, but I went while I was visiting, I went out to my high school, which I hadn't been to in 24 years. That's a trip to like, go speak to any student that wanted to come at like, uh, the lunch hour mm-hmm. in the library about like <laughs> comics and stuff like that so they like put up flyers it was really weird to walk into my high school and see like flyers up with my face uh, uh, that'd so, be so bizarre it well I'll, I'll tell you this the most bizarre thing was seeing in 24 years what was different and what was exactly oh my god the same oh my god you know yeah. and if i'm being honest <clears throat> when the idea sort of presented itself and, you know, like I thought about doing it, I was like, I don't know about this. I, I, my first thought was like, F that school. I hate that school. I got me fun yeah. at that school. You know what I mean? And then I thought, you know, if there's one kid there that likes comics, mm-hmm. 
you know, or, or like one kid who's like queer or Mexican and just really would like to see themselves represented and see like, oh, there's a guy who went to school here and now he like does something cool or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, That's why I was like, yeah, I should do this. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be great. And the librarians and the boys or in the Boise in the Bora library, my high school is called Bora. Okay. Um, the librarians are all amazing. They're all hmm. great. They like, they, they like have a, they started like a whole graphic novel section. Cool. In the library. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and then my high school is sort of like the, the immigrant and refugee school. Like a lot of the students who are refugees go there. Okay. And so the, the strangest thing that I think happened other than like seeing what was exactly the same um, was knowing that like one of the librarians told me that a lot of the students who are refugees get really embarrassed because they're trying to learn English. Right. But mm -hmm. the books they have to start with are like for, for little baby, you know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah. And they don't want to be seen carrying that around because they're right. like really. Right. And so they told me that like a lot of those kids gravitate to comics mm. and that a lot of them have picked up my Cesar Chavez book. Oh, cool. Because it's simple enough to read, but also it's a story and it's not like talking down to any age group. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like that, I, I think because I get so caught up in like, oh, what job am I doing right now? What am I working on? What am I, you know? And I do think about representation and whatnot when I like write. But the thing that I thought about the most was like, I didn't think about my books making an impact that way. Yeah, that's amazing. And so that kind of like really, I don't know, it like made me think about like, oh, I should stop and look back and and like be a little kinder to myself sometimes I think mm -hmm. and be like no you're doing some good stuff so totally that was really great it was fun and <clears throat> they um the school I guess has a podcast now so they interviewed me on their podcast <laughs> <That's cool>. afterwards <laughs> I know like these two students it was great um but yeah it was it was bizarre I took some pictures and whatnot and then snagged one of those flyers for my parents because I'm sure like they wanted one um but yeah it was a, it was an interesting experience um, I will say that being out in the area that my parents live in, um, I'll, I'll tell you three things. One, their dollar stores are amazing. Really? <laughs> like, all their, do all their dollar treats are like, and they're like Walmart groceries. They're like all twice the size of any of the ones mm. out here and have twice the, as much stuff. The ones out here are <clears throat> scary. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, they're terrifying. Like, and the ones out there, like, like. When I They're go, nice. there, like, my sister and I are like, hey, let's go to Dollar Tree. I bought so much Halloween junk. Yeah. I some amazing placemats for our table. Just like cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's number one. Number two, the amount of amazing like Mexican restaurants and bakeries mm. and stuff. Mm. Uh, so many. It's great. Uh, like I had tamales. I had all kinds of stuff when I was there. Yum. And the last thing is I saw way more Ammon Bundy for governor signs than I ever want to see in my life. Who, who's Ammon Bundy? He's like an extreme hardcore right wing Republican. Of course. So. Of course. Um, and Ammon's like also a Mormon name. So I'm just like, oh, I've oh okay. enough, enough. So anyway, that was sort of my trip home. Cool. Um, it was funny because I, I didn't get to watch and catch up on too many of my shows while I was there. Yeah. I literally woke up at like six today and watched mm. two episodes of my Thai show that I missed. <laughs> um, of what show? <clears throat> this Thai show I'm watching called oh. Vice Versa. It's called Vice Versa. But like, okay. The premise is basically this this guy uh, drowns and he wakes up in like another universe mm. in someone else's body. Okay. And that person, they, they basically switched places in universes. Gotcha. Um, and he sort of had a crush on this like actor or whatever in his original universe. And that guy also switched over. So they don't look the same. So they don't recognize each other because huh. right? they're in other people's bodies. 
And there's like this bureau for like the bureau for um, Thai people who <laughs> interdimensionally travel, whatever. And so a nurse recognize because he wakes up, he's like, where am I? Who am I? And this nurse recognizes what he's going through. Like, because because mm-hmm. he it's a woman like physically. Yeah. But it's a guy who like tra- traveled into her body. Okay. And so like the woman presents very like male presenting because inside it's a guy. Right. Yeah. And so like she introduced him to this like like this organization. And then they say what the way to get back is you have to you and another person basically have to find a port key together, like something you have in common. And then you'll dream about a place and you have to go to that place and then you'll switch back. So it's like a love story. It's great. I love it. Anyway, that that sounds cute. Yeah, it's really cute. And it's like I kind of like that. It's like a fantasy interdimensional kind of thing anyway. um, But yeah, like while I was there, I did make kind of a list of the shows that Scott and I watch and like some of the returning shows that I'm excited about and some of the stuff coming up. Yeah, so I think we should talk about that. Yeah, because I feel like this is the time of year where uh, new shows get started. I mean, it's the fall, so it's fall release. It's like and everything's all- coming back. That yeah, summertime yeah. is always a big break for TV and movies, <clears throat> um, or I guess not movies, but TV. And yeah. there's always new music coming out in the fall. And ah. I there there's just and and it's like thank God because when the when the, when the weather changes i become a lot more reclusive as most yeah. people do and it's like i need something to watch and i'm i'm actually like anticipating so many things starting right now i'm excited like, to hear what you're interested in yeah cuz like right like right now right now there's not a lot out besides like house of dragon and um the oh my Lord god the- oh my god <laughs> which i've only <laughs> seen the first episode but sorry i have to tell you when i was home this is basically what what happened and i'm worried that this is going to become that i'm going to become this my dad was like hey what's that what's that movie and i'm like uh what movie he's like the one with the blonde woman and the, the blonde actress and, and um wearing a wig and i'm like there's there's a lot of movies with blonde actresses wearing wigs dad and he's like no like like it, it's a it's a blonde woman with a wig and like and like a monster i'm like do you mean a dragon <laughs> and he's like yeah i'm like that's Game of Thrones, Dad. It's it's not new. It's like it was a TV series. It wasn't a movie. It ran like a bunch of seasons. It's over now. And he's like, no, that's not what it's called. It's new. And I'm like, are you talking about House of the Dragon? He's like, yeah, that. I'm like, that's a prequel series. Yeah. It's it like, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And my mom was like, I like that show, The Space. The Space. Oh, show. God. And I'm like, you mean Star Trek? Star Wars? <laughs> She's like, no. And I'm like, Mom, I need more than that. She's like, it's like some guy and like, and like a little baby. I'm like, do you mean the Mandalorian? She's like, yeah. I'm like, that's Star Wars. That's Mom. Star Wars. Like, no, it's not a movie. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I mean, I, I, I feel myself leading towards that. I'm, yeah, I'm getting <laughs> there I get, slowly. I'm like, it's the Lord of the Rings show, but it's I, like something else. But it's about right. a ring. I don't know. I, I call. I started calling American Dad Roger. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna go upstairs and watch Roger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i haven't watched i i haven't watched most of i've watched any of the lord of the rings show but um i like it i think yeah it's pretty good. I, i'm sure i'll watch it so okay there's so much coming up i feel like just halloween spooky stuff alone yeah. is like mm-hmm. its own thing so i can't I, i'll i'll get into that at the end yeah but um non-halloween things so I'm i'm focusing on like october and november yeah so much is coming out. So Taylor Swift is going to come out with a new album. Um, oh, she's releasing the titles or something, right? Like at midnight. Yeah, yeah. Because the the album is called Midnight. Um, it comes out October twenty <clears> first, 
and it's her 10th album. So it'll be really interesting because, you know, with Taylor Swift, the fandom, they're they're looking into the tiniest little minute details, trying to piece together what clue she's giving us for what like it's, it's about. Some sort and, of Da Vinci Code puzzle. Yeah, I, literally, <laughs> she is like the Da Vinci Code of Gen Zers and millennials because and, and a lot of times the thing she's doing is intentional and she is giving you little clues, but she does it in such a roundabout way. So right now, what people are anticipating is. She is out of her like folklore era because she came out with folklore and evermore, which was like her chill folk songs, which I am obsessed with. It's probably my favorite Taylor Swift era and midnight. We don't know what the vibe will be, but it's it's signifying ending an era for Taylor Swift. Like she is kind of wrapping up everything she's done so far in her whole uh, collection in like a bow with midnight. So we don't know what that means. I don't think she's done with music, but I think she's signifying that midnight's going to be a huge transition for her. You don't, you, do you mean like that cats didn't catapult her into some sort of like actress? <laughs> maybe, if they, maybe if they'd kept the buttholes in, um, release the butthole. Cats. Release the buttholes. Cats have buttholes. Um, so the, the biggest speculation is that this album is going to be when she finally comes out as being bisexual. Because what? she's hinted at that no so way. many times, so I, many times. Okay, I'm I'm not like I don't hate her, but I'm not like a Swifty, right? Like, yeah. Not, so like I have not I have never heard anything about this. Okay, so there are deep dives that people go into for how they could prove that Taylor Swift is bi. Uh, I don't know the names of the girls, but there's like been friends of hers who have been super duper close. One of them was a model like a famous model and the two of them were inseparable for like a couple years and there's like footage of the two of them at a concert and it looks like they're trying to hide from people and make out and then the uh songs in lover a lot of the lyrics start reflecting instagram posts that her and this girl had together like uh I see you in the light of the vending machine blah 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 and it's like there's a picture of her in the light of a vending machine on instagram and uh, she's been saying that the Midnight album is going to be a huge transition, uh, a big, like basically a big reveal that she's really scared of. And it's like, what else could that possibly be? Like she's pregnant or she got married or she's bisexual or all of the above. She has a boyfriend right now. So I don't think she'd be like, I have a girlfriend, but I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I think she has a bisexual mm. vibe and all of her videos where she's been posting about midnight, all of them, if you put them together, it creates a lesbian flag. <laughs> like the color scheme of each one is like a lesbian flag. What? And then all of her shirts have been like the colors of lesbian flags. And it's like, girl, like, Wait, but lesbian isn't bi. It's not, but like, it <clears throat> feels like it's signifying that. And Watch, like, she's going to be like, you guys, I'm a Democrat. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, if, if it's not this, because the other thing is that like um, people are posting these videos, like trying to spell it out. And then Taylor Swift will go like those videos, like her Instagram account will like like the videos. And weird. Okay. And um, Rolling Stones came out with an article saying, is Taylor Swift going to be by? Is this what's coming out? And that's Rolling Stones. So it's not like Us Weekly. And 
uh, Taylor Swift's PR team works very closely with Rolling Stones. Like they have a relationship that they have had for her hmm. whole career. So everything that comes out in Rolling Stones has been approved by Taylor's people. And like, yes, you can say that. So it's interesting that Rolling Stones got the approval to say, is she about to be gay? So if she's... I mean, so much of that rumor just like creates publicity city anyway so maybe they're like sure you can release that because it's not going to be the truth anyway so and and if that's the and, case, and it'll get people talking if that's the case that kind of pisses me off because that's full-on gay baiting and like i'm so sick of that i mean then like, let, let me tell you about someone named harry styles uh, <laughs> literally he's like the equivalent <clears throat> of gay baiting to taylor swift if she's not coming out like just stop i mean stop that's the rumors. whole that's the whole thai tv industry that i'm watching anyway. sure sure <laughs> so i'm just sure. like i'm just like i'm sorry that being straight is boring now like you can't gay bait and pretend like you're gay it drives charlie, me crazy charlie poof yeah right yeah uh so anyway, anyway. <laughs> i i i love i i i always am surprised at how on board i am with every album she's come out with like basically since 1989 i've loved everything she's done and then i went back and listened to her old albums now i'm i'm a total taylor swift fan which i never I thought i'd ever be i could probably tell you the name of like two or three of her songs that's yeah. terrible huh? cuz like I, I don't know it's just like i like a long time ago in her early career i was kind of like i don't know if i i don't kind of care about i think she's yeah. fine right like yeah. and i think she's a great musician and whatever and awesome um but she had a song that's like the first words in it are actually midnight Oh, uh, uh, um, it's a it skirt. Midnight, come and pick me up. No headlights. Yeah, that song. I know that song. And then I also know her like it's called Style. Yeah, yeah, I like that song. Yeah. And then I also like the song she did that was like, um, Juliet. Oh, you belong to me. Yeah, that one's cute. Yeah. Um. And this always kind of bothered me, but like now I'm just chalking it up to like everybody's allowed to be young and stupid in their sure. life. So that's fine. But it really bothered me that she was so much like support women in music. Uh, don't pit us against each other, but I'm going to mm. write a song about how much I hate Katy Perry. I like know. what? Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. Right. So I just chalk it up to being like, all right, whatever. She's young. She was young. Yeah. Um, I did not like her vibe at all when she was young. I thought she was annoying. And it was kind of like the thing to do to be annoyed with how annoying she was. Like w- there was a lot of Taylor Swift hate and yeah. she was young. She, you know, shot up to start him so fast. Anyway, I love her to death. I love every- everything about her. And then going back I, from what I heard of her, like two most recent albums, I think they're, they're really, pretty, really pretty. I like them. They're incredible. She is, I think one of our most, most talented songwriters of our generation. And I think that will like, you know, she'll she'll hold the test of time. She will because her music is good. Looking back at her old albums without the whole spiel of her being this like ditzy country girl. It's good music. Like her first album is legitimately good music. Anyway, I'm excited for that. Uh, Beyonce is supposed to be coming out with a visual album for Renaissance, but there's no release date. And you'd think it'd be in the fall because it, like Renaissance came out in August and I don't think she'd want to wait too long to come out with that. But at some point, and she likes to just surprise us with shit. So at some point we're just going to get a visual album for Renaissance where we get to watch a music video for every song. I'm excited for that. Um, Black Panther will be coming out in November. Black yes. Panther 2, Wakanda I'm Forever. So excited. I'm so excited too. So that comes out November 11th. They just um, released a cover on like Empire Magazine of 
I think it has like Angela Bassett, Angela Bassett, Letitia Wright, and then Tenoch uh, Huerta in his like full armor with like mm. the and and so it's like it's one of the first um like high res photos of him in that armor. Cool. It just looks really cool. Anyway, cool. um, the Crown comes out with season five. Right okay, after. but I heard that they like delayed filming and stuff of of it. But maybe they were filming season six. Probably season delaying six. that right now because of the the you know because. They just released today <clears throat> saying that the crown season five is going to come out in November. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, and that's going to be all about Diana. Like when she, when, when she, she dies. Yeah. yeah. Because this will be the first um, season with a whole new cast. Ah, uh, right. Because we had the young cast for and seasons one and two. And then we Olivia had Olivia Coleman playing the queen who I love in Scotland. Was, like we, oh, uh, so good. amazing. That was season three and four. And now it's season yeah. five. And so Staunton playing the queen, uh, uh, Professor Umbridge. <laughs> right, Umbridge. She's going to be yeah. incredible. She's going to be amazing. Gonna be yeah. amazing. Um, um, when I first, uh, my mom has always loved like Princess Diana and whatnot. And when The Crown came out, like the first season, I put it on for her and she's like, when does Diana show? I'm like, oh my God. You've got like three, three, <laughs> yeah. four more seasons to go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> Anyway. Uh, so yeah, that that comes out That's November. Great. I can't wait for it. November 9th is the Crown season five. Ooh. I'm gonna eat that up okay. so fast. Uh, the Crown yeah, is a same. show like when it first when when the season one came out, I like turned it on because at the time there weren't that many Netflix major shows. Like it was mm-hmm. a long time ago, and Netflix yeah. wasn't known for being something that had like a new show. And then the crown was like such a big deal for Netflix. To it was put... like their most expensive show. Yeah. Like, one of the most expensive shows ever made. Right. And I've never been into the Royal family. I don't really care. It's never interests me. And so I put it on as I was like folding laundry. And then I have just been Got obsessed ever since. Yeah. I just, right. I can't stop. And so I'll, I'll watch the entire season in like a couple days and then I'll rewatch it all with Michael. Yeah. On, on his pace. It, it, this might piss people off. It's been really interesting to like hear so much about the queen's death and hear how so many people who are like, I come from a country with an indigenous population and yeah. the, during her reign, like um, my people were, you know, suffered and they were like right. forced, forced to live under British rule. It's like obviously terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're calling the queen like a racist and this and that. And I'm like, okay. And then I also like there's episodes of The Crown that like she really wants to help South Africa. She wants to help mm-hmm. Ghana. She, you know, and then Margaret Thatcher's like, nope, sorry, yeah, not doing right, it. Right, right. And it's like she's like, but the like, I don't know, like in her in the Queen's mind, mm-hmm. she considered the people from those countries like like to be her, you know, she, her, fan, she, her, her people. She was there to take care of them. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it. <clears throat> she she was a symbol of an entire system. Yeah, so, what I'm saying is that like is is that it's like I'm not saying it's good like or whatever but like all around I'm saying it's interesting and layered. And so that's it's, always it's for a TV show interesting to watch. Yeah. yeah. I think the show's done a really good job of that of showing, you know, the different that they're aspects. messed up and that they, that pe- good people can do bad things, bad people can do good things. Right. That, yeah. and, and she's kind of in an impossible situation, situation. That, she, that she got put in. Yeah. Um, and I think she did like the best she could with what she was given. But right. um, it is just fascinating. She's fascinating. The family is fascinating. It's crazy that there are still kings and queens still 
living. I know. Like that's just crazy. That still even happens, and it's been this. It makes me think. Like, are people like? I I mean, I look how many people turned out for her funeral and for so that go mm-hmm. drop her gifts and stuff. But it makes me feel like so much of what I hear from like the British people I know is that like they don't want a monarchy anymore. Right? Like, are they going to accept Charles as their? I don't think they're. I feel like and, he could be the turning point where they're like. Think about how long I'm over she, this. Yeah, think about how long she reigned, and it's like yeah, it's like um. I remember they interviewed some like young people on TV and they were like, she's all we've ever known. Mm-hmm. Like what we've always had a queen. So it feels strange yeah. to think that we're going to have a king now. Right. Like right. they just couldn't fathom, you know, and not idea. just, not just like our generation, but their parents and their grandparents. Uh-huh. It's yeah. like, it goes back to like the thirties. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, I and, saw the queen yeah. one time. I, I, I got seen her like twice. I'm sorry. Really? <laughs> yes. When did, how was, did you see her? I was, it was when I was studying abroad in London and I was walking down the streets and like, um, and it was like a normal day and I'm walking somewhere, probably to a club. And, but it was like, it was so funny because it was like a normal day, nothing going on. And then people just started like congregating out of nowhere. Exactly what happened to Scott. People just started crowding around. And I was like, what is happening? What is happening? And I could hear people be like, the queen, it's the queen. And I was like, the queen. And so I just stood there for a second <laughs> and this car went by and I see this little lady in the back, like waving. And I just like looked at her and waved at her. And I was like, I just saw the fucking queen. <laughs> That's crazy. Just drive by. It was crazy. I mean, when I was in London, I got like the most quintessential, like every person I saw was like the epitome of like English entertainment and iconic people. Like I saw Mr. Bean. Like, oh my gosh. I I saw Professor Snape from Harry Potter. Like, okay. Speaking of, have you yet seen the season four premiere of Drag Race UK? (laughs) No, I haven't. I haven't. Let's save it. No, no, that's fine. I'm just, oh, I won't yeah. tell you. I won't tell, I'll tell you one <laughs> thing. There, you know how like most first episodes now they do like a, you're gonna do two looks, right? Yeah. Their first look they have to show is like in celebration of 100 years of the BBC. Oh wow! So they all have to do something inspired by like anything from the BBC. So it's mm-hmm. very British. It's very fun. We can talk about that. Fun, next. fun. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So yeah, the the Crown season five, November. What did I say? Something. I don't know, November. <laughs> November 6th, November 9th. Um, and so also so before I get into Halloween stuff, what I'm so what I do love about November is you start to get Christmas movies that begin. Oh um, yeah. They start early. They start like mid-November. And the one I'm looking <clears throat> forward to the most, that I it's probably gonna be terrible and I expect it to be bad, is uh the Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. Wait, there's a I didn't know I don't know anything about this. She is in it's her first Christmas film. She's trying to transition into like that kind of a career where you do Christmas movies. Because if you get into that, like you're solid. If you can become a staple in Christmas yeah. movies, like that's your career for the rest of your life. You're Wait, good. but is it like a movie that'll be in theaters? No, it's on Netflix. Okay. And it's well, called. I mean, that's fine. I just didn't know if it was like a Lifetime movie, a Hallmark Christmas movie. I think it's or... going to have that vibe. It's called Falling for Christmas. <laughs> Okay. I love Christmas movie titles. I I'm so into it. I cannot I've, wait. I've to always get to wanted that. to write. I've always wanted to write a like a Christmas story and call it um, uh, well. So at first, of course, I wanted to write one and call it like Make the Yuletide Gay, but then they did that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not like oh yeah, it's you know that. revolutionary title. Right. Um, but um, I don't know. I lost it now. But like there was something about like Christmas Carol or something or whatever, and just have it be about this lady named Carol. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, um, uh, the, d- before we talk about Halloween stuff, there's yeah. a couple of things I'm excited for. I don't yeah, know totally. If you want me to mention real quick? Yeah. Do um, it. The first one, which I believe is October 2nd, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. And then like four or five reviews just came out that all were like, this show's amazing. And I'm like, okay, so I'm in then. But um, on October 2nd, the new Interview with the Vampire <sighs> series comes out. Uh, I have that on my list too. That yes. So the reason that I was like, I don't know, is because, and I mean, obviously I'm not someone who gives a flippant whatever about casting people who are people of color in shows. Like, fine, sure. amazing, great. All, uh, which we can also talk about The Little Mermaid if you want. But yeah. <laughs> um, they made the character of Louie black and i'm like okay cool i'm down with that mm-hmm. but the thing that i think is interesting is that in the book louis is a plantation owner oh interesting so obviously i don't i think they were probably like mm, i don't think people are going to want to watch like and a show about and like sympathize with a guy who owns a plantation and slaves yeah right so maybe not <laughs> and yeah. so i guess i've read a little bit but mostly what i'm curious about is what his character will then be, you know, yeah. like I, th- I think he might be someone who runs like a brothel or something. I don't know. Mm. But then I also in a preview saw the actress they cast as Claudia, the like Kirsten Dunst mm-hmm. role, right? And it's a little black girl, and I'm like, oh, cool, okay, this is yeah. gonna be good. But yeah. Anyway, all the reviews have said it's incredible, so I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm down. And they um, also reviews are saying it is gay, 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 gay. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's like not, it's like not subtext no more. No. Um. Also, there's a great show that I love that just came back, but I've been out of town and I haven't been able to catch up. I think the first one or two episodes are out. But do you watch Los Spookies? No, I've always wanted to, though. It's really great. And the second season just started. Fun. So, uh, you will you will laugh your ass off if you watch it. Uh. There's Because, you know, they basically get hired to, like, pull scary stunts and whatever, right? Right. And this lady who's the mayor of this, like, seaside town calls in the first season calls them to her. It's, I was dying. Calls them to her town because their town's mascot is this little owl that wears a wig mm-hmm. but like a wind gust came and blew the wig off the <laughs> owl so now nobody cares about the town anymore because like it's just an owl <laughs> <laughs> and so she needs them to create some sort of like scary event in the town that will bring people like tourism back to the town <laughs> it's so bizarre that um, anyway um so i'm excited for that the second season of dead end my friend hamish's show comes out october Fun. 13th Okay. So it's a great cartoon that if you want something spooky, Halloweeny, demons, and you know, Dead End is great and lots of like great um, trans representation. Um, there's okay. There's a weird show that I'm excited for, but there was a documentary called Abducted in Plain Sight. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Sounds like something I would not watch. Okay, it should be called Abducted Twice in Plain Sight because basically it's about a family. I think in like the 70s in like Pocatello, Idaho, immediately it's true crime. And immediately I'm like, oh, they were Mormon. So yeah. of course they're like, well, we were members of the Mormon church. And I'm like, oh <laughs> my gosh. Anyway, their bishop basically somehow really becomes friends with this like family and persuades them to let him take their daughter. Just like take her away. And then when he takes it, it every twist and turn gets more nuts because then the daughter wakes up in this, like, I think in like some car and he's pumping in audio messages that are distorted basically saying that he that he's an alien and she's been abducted oh my god yeah he makes her think that she's been abducted by aliens and now she has like a special job to do whatever anyway takes her back he lets so then the guy starts like basically uh hooking up with the mom 
and the dad what? of this family so that he can, I think, kind of pressure them to be like, well, I'm going to take your daughter again. And if and if you say anything, I'll tell everybody that we hooked up. What, what is this? Again. Yeah, it's nuts. So anyway, they've made it into like a TV show, like a narrative show called Friends of the Family. Oh, and it comes out October God. 6th. I can't oh, wait. Oh, my God. Um, obviously, um, there's shows that I'm still watching, like She-Hulk, Drag Race Philippines, you know, stuff sure. like that. Yeah. Uh, do you watch Handmaid's Tale? No. Okay. <laughs> Adamantly <laughs> not. Oh, uh, you know, really? I just feel like it would stress me out. Like, oh, it's it it's pretty stressful and and effed up. But the story's getting to a point now where like the revenge is starting to take place. Oh, good. So good. Happy about it. Maybe yeah. if I know like how it ends, then I can watch it and go back. I think, and be like, I, I think okay. knowing now where the show's at, like, I'll, I'll say this: like after the second season, I was stressed out. I was like, I don't know if I can keep watching this. I don't know yeah. if I can keep. After the third season, I was like, I don't know if I can keep. Now I'm like, yes, you're into it. Back. Yeah, okay. because so much suffering and so much like fucked up stuff happens that <sighs> then finally it's at the point where like these women are taking back their like okay. power. Yeah. Um, and then I think the only other thing that I had was like right now anyway, um, was that there's a new show I think that's going to be on Netflix called like Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of oh, Curiosity. Oh, I was going to talk about that with the Halloween stuff, which oh, okay. I also Good think segue. we could. Yeah, well, I think we could even do a Halloween episode. I think this is like. Do you do that? Yeah, let's do like a so general should we fall. Do, should and we then... do like a Gimme More segment and call let's this one good? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Here's Gimme More. <laughs> so <laughs> I recently with Scott watched the new Elvis movie that Baz Luhrmann made. Yes, I know what you're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay. I did not know this, and I watched the movie. But apparently in the movie, there is a mashup of Elvis Presley's Viva Las Vegas and Britney's Toxic. Yes. Right? So you can hear it in the movie. I think you can hear it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. But it it hasn't been officially released as like a single or anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, Baz Luhrmann just did an interview where he's saying that he is doing like everything he can to basically get it released as a single. And I just think that's really bizarre and interesting. It is. Um, he said, he said, just like Britney, who creates the quintessential 90s pop music, you're richer than God and you're in the Hollywood bubble. That's what happened to Elvis. He's um, He's gone from being this rebel, this punk deeply steeped with his black music friends doing radical music to suddenly being isolated in Hollywood doing pop. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how that exactly pertains to Britney, but sure. But I just, I had no idea, and I watched that movie, and I feel like Toxic is such a, um, like I don't know what the word is, but when you hear it, you recognize it's iconic. Yeah, yeah, especially the like, right? And I was like, wait, I didn't. How did this just like totally (laughs) go right over my head? I had no idea. Yeah, I, I that's so funny because I saw that this morning for the first time. I saw like on Facebook, you know, it's like an article that was like Boz Luhrmann wants to release Toxic, mash up with Elvis. Yeah. So yeah, um, so I guess if you want to hear it, either I looked it Elvis up on go to YouTube. I, yeah, I looked it up on YouTube, and it it's, it does sound really cool. It, it doesn't have any of Britney's vocals. It's it just, just has the, like the background. Yeah, yeah. I think the but best maybe he's trying to like do a version that has her vocals. Yeah, that would be cool. I think the best Toxic mashup with. There are a lot. Is the one with Pony, like Genuine Pony? Oh, I've I've heard that. One, oh my god, it is so good. Like that should be the single that is released. Like my, it is such a good mashup. My favorite version of Toxic is Jackie Beats parody <laughs> 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 because it's still I think it's still called Toxic, but the whole song is about like basically huffing glue or paint. Or oh whatever. my god! And then um, 
um, there's a point at the song where Britney s- says some sort of line, but Jackie B at that same line just screams, I can't feel my face. <laughs> 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 and with that, I guess that's your Gimme More. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> for that to be the Gimme More shows that things are okay with Britney right now. There's nothing yeah. that crazy. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well. We will thanks. catch you next time. We'll talk about Halloween stuff. Yay. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.